Welcome to the Smiling Soul Fitness Podcast. My name is Beth Alexander. My pronouns are she and her, and I am the creator behind Smiling Soul Fitness. I'm recording this episode today in the San Francisco Bay Area on Ohlone Lands near where I was born and raised, and our topic is movement in different seasons of life. I'll be going through a list of green flags on relationship with movement and a list of potential red flags in terms of your relationship with movement. And those of you that follow along with me on Instagram or who know me personally or get my emails, you know that Lulu, sweet little dog, canine companion I've spent the last four years with, passed away in August. And she brought a lot of joy and a lot of love into my life, a lot of challenges too. But we had, we shared a special relationship and grieving that loss has been a really tender process for me. Um, And in that process, it's really, (laughs) it's changed, you know, my movement to exercise the last couple weeks in a way that I wasn't expecting. And it's made me just think about how we relate to movement and how we relate to exercise and how important it is to honor that workout routines and the way we move and exercise may look different in different seasons of life. For me, um, uh, since she passed, (laughs) it has been hard. It's been one of those weeks that it's just, I'm not motivated to work out. I talk about those weeks. It has been one of those weeks. And I, my capacity is for walks under trees in beautiful light. I like twilight, like right before sunset. And um, a little bit of playing in the yard with my niece and nephew, because they're three and five and have been infusing joy <laughs> into this week. And my other capacity has really been for workouts that are on the floor. And some of you know what I mean (laughs) when you're like, I could move, I could stretch a little bit, but I'm just not going to be able to exert myself. That's been my speed. So safe to say, power sculpt workouts are out for the week. And I found myself being like, no, you can do it. You can push through you're a trainer, like you can, you should be able to get through this. And then I'm like, tune into my body and I pause and I'm like, I don't have that this week. And that's okay. I've got it a lot of other weeks, but this week, it's just not happening. So if you're someone who's going through a big change or transition, you know, whether it's something individual or it's something bigger on a collective level and your capacity for exercise or the way that you want to move has shifted, know that that's totally normal. I think that had this happened to me even just a few years ago, I probably would have pushed through and just prioritized my workout routine and been like, you know, feelings, schmealings, whatever. I'm just gonna just go do it. (laughs) And it wouldn't have been very honoring of 
the tenderness that I'm feeling and a bit of the heaviness that I'm feeling. And not to say that there isn't a time and a place to go out and just do it, but in attuning to myself, there is a knowingness that that's not appropriate for me in this moment. And my invitation to you with this episode is to evaluate your relationship to movement and is it appropriate and is it you know, healthy for you and supportive for you in this season of your life right now. And if you are in a season of life where you're like, I got this, I'm cruising, things are going great. Awesome. I hope to plant some seeds so that whenever changes come up, because they will, (laughs) that you can attune and attend to yourself in a compassionate and graceful and loving, loving way. One of my favorite things that I say at Smiling Soul Fitness is move in a way that works for your body today. So for me in this case, I'm, you know, Power Sculpt is out. I'm doing mostly walks and yoga stretches on the floor that involve blankets and pillows. (laughs) And a supine twist even is a bit of a movement for me. And I'm honoring that it um, is what feels supportive and it is what feels good. And I know that at some point that this will change and I will get right back into my routine. To throw a little bit more of a wrinkle into, you know, what's coming up for me personally is that the two weeks where Lulu was really sick and Um, We were going to a lot of vet appointments and then eventually she passed. And then the week after where I was grieving and a big part of the grieving process were the two weeks prior to a giant hiking trip I had been training for for months. So part of my training protocol was to get another, you know, 15 to 25 miles of hiking in, a lot of gym workouts and a lot of yoga just in preparation for this trip. I'm hiking up Mount Whitney, which is the tallest mountain in the continental United States. We're doing a six-day backpacking trip that includes over 60 miles and summiting two 14,000-foot peaks. So the names I know for them are Mount Whitney and Mount Langley. And I'll be carrying a a 30-plus pound backpack with me for all of those miles. (laughs) So I was really, you know, looking at these last two weeks as the end of months of training that I've been putting into this to show up and perform at my best. And I have had to reprioritize my time the last two weeks. Those workouts, those extra hikes, the extra mileage simply has not happened. I actually spent a fair amount of time in bed. And... um. I've gotten to this point where I've just had to accept that even though I had different plans and different goals and different expectations, that that is just, you know, not how the cookie crumbled this time. And it, it's it been hard and it's been not hard. I would say it's been not hard because prioritizing Lulu and her care at those last vet appointments and in her last few days was really important to me. And then prioritizing tending to myself and, you know, being in communion with family and other loved ones in this process has been a priority for me. And my energy levels have just not been there 
to get the workouts and the hikes that I had planned in. So it's been easy in that sense, but it has been hard in the sense that mentally I had a plan and I wanted to stick to it and it's not going to happen, <laughs> right? And there are, you know, the voices that like, are you going to be prepared? Are you going to be able to do this? Do you think you can really hike the 16 plus miles? And the reality is I can do it. I have prepared as well as I can leading up to this moment and pushing myself through right now just doesn't feel supportive to me. And so an invitation to you, you know, if you're going through a transition right now where some of your goals or your plans have changed to accept yourself where you're at and focus on what you can do rather than what you can't. When I was preparing to record this episode, I came across an article I loved from the University of Colorado Boulder Health and Wellness Services, and I'm going to link to it in the show notes. So if you want to check it out for yourself, you can. And the title of the article is Mental Health is Moving Your Body. There are two lists in the article under evaluating our relationship with movement. As a fitness professional and as a fitness trainer, I'm constantly encouraging people to move and to stay consistent. And I usually, you know, put little asterisks of like, move in a way that feels good to you today and honor your body's needs and rest days are important, right? But exercise and fitness and movement, physical activity can also have a dark side. And this is often can be perpetuated in our culture. These two lists just did a beautiful job of outlining some of what I would call the green flags or an intuitive relationship with movement, something that I want to be inviting all of you into, and then other potentially harmful relationship with movement, potentially red flags aspects. So we're going to start with the what I'm calling the red flags. So if your routine is all or nothing. It allows for very few or no rest days. It must meet certain requirements to count. It doesn't include breaks or time off for sick days or injuries. It feels like something you have to do or you're expected to do. It takes priority over other things in life like relationships, rest, socializing, or in my case, processing grief. It causes you to feel upset or anxious if you miss a workout. It determines what you are allowed to eat based on your activity level or calories burned. So if you find yourself, you know, that some of those bullet points are relevant to you, it may be time to, you know, reevaluate and try to shift your relationship with movement and with exercise towards some of the green flags here. So these are things that at Smiling Soul Fitness, you will find me constantly saying in our workouts and in our messages. And my hope is that whether you're listening to this, you know, and you are a member at Smiling Soul Fitness or you're, you're not yet, that you can say yes to some of these things and that other things, maybe you're not there yet, but they are growing within you. 
So an intuitive relationship with movement, your movement routine helps you to feel connected with your body. Yes. Makes you feel stronger, more flexible, or have greater endurance. Allows for rest and sick days. Helps you relieve stress and is enjoyable. Can move down on your priority list and is responsive to your needs. Exactly what happened to me in these last two weeks. Includes different types of movement and is respectful of your body's limits. Let's take a couple deep breaths in here. I think something that I would add to these two lists is people that fall into the more intuitive relationship with movement and have a lot more of the green flags tend to have a longer or broader term vision of their fitness goals. And people that have some more of like the what I'm calling red flag aspects or potentially harmful relationship with movement, they tend to have more of a micro or a narrow you know, vision on fitness and movement. And an example of that is like the last two weeks, right? I have not been able to exercise because of tending to Lulu and then tending to myself in this grieving process as much as I had planned and would like to. And if I had a harmful relationship with movement, I might be getting down on myself. I might be making myself feel wrong or getting upset or feeling anxious about all of that. And that's, quite frankly, it's just not helpful. And that's looking at it in such a micro or small and narrow way. But instead, the way I'm looking at it is like, all right, these two weeks, the two weeks leading up to this big endeavor did not go how I wanted them to. But you know what? The three months prior, I had committed to my goals and I followed through on them. And I know that I'm going to be able to show up for this event and I'm going to do my best. And I know that I have prepared myself as best as possible because it's not just about the last two weeks, but it's about the entire last couple months. So taking a broader or more macro view and allowing movement to ebb and flow to match the seasons of life that I'm in and my needs in those moments. One thing I want to bring up in conversation around this is fitness challenges and fitness calendars, like the daily workout calendar, which we have at Smiling Soul Fitness. We also offer monthly challenges, right? And these are pretty pervasive in the fitness community, especially in the online you can see this in lots of different fitness apps. Um, I know when I've you know gone to boot camps or worked at gyms, a lot of gyms had different challenges. Like there was one yoga studio that did the 10, 20, or 30 day challenge, you know, and show up as many days as you can. You get a little gold star, stuff like that. And I was really hesitant to do things that were packaged um, as a 21-day challenge because I didn't want people to feel like they had to do it in 21 days. I recognize that as a, a fitness trainer with an online global audience, right? I have reached over 100,000 people with my workout programs that It is my role to provide you with structure, inspiration, 
and coaching. And that's what these calendars and these challenges can do. They can give us a focus. They can give us structure. What I like to say is you just show up and push play at Smiling Soul Fitness, right? It's like you come over for the 21-day booty core and more challenge and you're just going to show up, you find that challenge, and you just push play and it's going to take you to the next workout. So I think that they are awesome in terms of that. It can also, these challenges in the daily workout calendar can spark people to get started in their workout routine again. Where I think people can get into trouble is when, you know, like going through the red flags list of potentially harmful relationship with movement, when some of those attributes get applied to the daily workout calendar or the schedule. So again, I'm creating these workouts, right? Knowing that they're going out to anybody who purchases them or comes to Smiling Soul Fitness, right? We've had over 100,000 people participate. And There is simply no way that I could create one program that's going to work for every single one of those 100,000 people. I might try my best, but it's just not possible because fitness and movement are not one size fits all. So if people are showing up and they're like getting down on themselves because they haven't done it for 21 days or, you know, they do three days and then they fall off and then they give up and they get down on themselves. That makes me actually feel really sad because I want to provide people with the structure and the focus and something that motivates them, you know, to get started, which you'll hear me say this time and time again, getting started is the hardest part. And then I want you to take the workout challenge, to take the calendar, and I want you to make it work for you. Okay. So when people have sent me messages and they're like, Beth, I did. 21 day arms and abs, but I did the first week, you know, three times before I felt ready to add on the heavier dumbbells. And I'm like, that is awesome. That is great. That is you taking something that I've crafted and I've put out, and you are making it work for you. You're taking it at a pace that works for you. You're trusting yourself. And you're moving forward in a way that feels good and feels supportive for you so that when you are ready to get to week two, which maybe you're ready to get there now, (laughs) you're going to feel more confident and you're going to feel stronger and you're going to build your sense of trust in yourself. And that makes me so happy. Again, the workout challenges, the workout calendars, at least when I'm offering them, they are designed to give you structure to give you a focus, to encourage you to get started with and stick with a workout routine. But the best, the best thing that you could do is make it work for you. Make it work for you. Make your workouts work for you and work for you and your body today. You'll hear me say that a lot over at Smiling Soul Fitness. If you liked this episode, if you liked my messages, come join us for a workout. We're at www.smilingsoulfitness.com or at Smiling Soul Fitness on Instagram. Would love to have you come and join us. We've got workouts, meditations. You will hear me inviting you to honor your body and to make the workout work for you today. I like to provide as many options as possible with the hope of 
helping you foster a more intuitive relationship with movement. Yeah, I really hope that this podcast either inspires you to be kinder, to be more compassionate, more gracious with yourself if you're going through a season of change or transition, you're in a process, or I hope that this podcast plants seeds so that next time you're going through a process, a transition, a a big shift or change, that you'll hear these words and you are able to be kinder, gentler, more compassionate, more loving with yourself better able to attune to your needs and able to accept yourself where you're at. It's been an honor sharing space with you today. Thank you so much as always for showing up and I look forward to seeing you again soon. Thank you so much for being here on the Smiling Soul Fitness Podcast today. We appreciate you. We appreciate you showing up and being here with us. It means a lot. If you like this episode, if you like our podcast and our message, please leave us a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're streaming this podcast. It helps us to connect with other like-minded, smiling souls around the world and share our message. And if you like the podcast, you probably like our workouts and meditations too, so come on over. You can join us at smilingsoulfitness.com. We've got workouts. We've got guided meditations, we've got healthy eating recipes, and we've got an amazing community of resilient, optimistic, and community-focused smiling souls, and we'd love for you to join too. The primary purpose of the Smiling Soul Fitness Podcast is to inspire and educate. As a reminder, the information and opinions provided on this podcast are not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We encourage you to speak with your doctor before beginning any exercise or training program and for professional medical advice or treatment. Opinions offered on this podcast are just that, opinions.